0: on stories of the supernatural. I hope you enjoy the show and I think you are all. Hi everybody it's Marlene with Miami Goes Chronicle: stories of the supernatural. How's everybody doing? Well today I have a super super special guest. This is a lady by the name of Elizabeth Owens but she also goes by Janie is that and um she lives, she, first of all, she loves to help people. She writes, she paints, and she lives in Casadega, Florida with a house full of animals and her husband. I can definitely identify with a house full of animals thing. Now, Casadega, where she lives at, is a historic spiritualist community where psychic mediums guide those who visit through spiritual readings. Now, some of Elizabeth's favorite things are her animals and facilitating the adoption of other animals with rescue agencies. And um, she has also been, she is a reverend, she's been a medium and an ordained spiritualist minister since 1985. And also, she has written several books uh, regarding, uh, you know, spiritually oriented themes. She's also a member of the National League of. American Penn Women, President of the Daytona Beach Branch and State Recording Secretary. And she's also a charter member of the National Women's History Museum and Vice President of the Garden Club of DeLand. And I'd like to welcome her today. How are you doing? I'm going to call her Janie because even though I said that, she also, you also go by Janie, right, Janie? Is that correct?
1: That is my middle name, yes, Okay. And that's
0: I, what most people call Everybody me. knows you more. Okay, I totally understand that. So, Janie, I'd like to welcome you, and um, I'm going to ask you what I ask all my guests, which is obviously um, working uh, from Casadega and being a, a spiritualist minister. It's understandable, you know, what your beliefs are, but how did that start for you? Did you have something happen and experience during childhood or was it later on as an adult?
1: Well, a lot of people grow up, and as little children, they have seen spirits or whatever. Yes. I had experiences, but it wasn't until I really started training in Casadega that it was like a memory thing coming back to me okay. of, oh, yeah, I have felt that before, but as a child, and now, I don't remember back then how what experiences... <laughs> I just remember remembering when I went to classes. It wasn't until I actually had a reading when I moved down to Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was so impressed with the reading of this medium. And I thought, wow, I want to do what she does. And that's (laughs) kind of where it all went from there.
0: Uh, Okay. So, um, yeah, and... um so and, and I know sometimes what you describe happens where of course, children being very open and unfiltered with having experiences and not knowing that what either they're witnessing or experiencing or feeling or seeing they're not supposed to be seeing, they accept it it's it's fine it's and then you know as we grow up, unfortunately, sometimes you know either they forget about it or just is not as a parent and then but it's always there oh, exactly. in other words it's always there, it's just. It's- Life gets in the way, for lack of a better word.
1: Yeah, a lot of children who, you know, just denied what they saw, felt, heard, or whatever. And, you know, in later years, they had to try to go back and bring it back because they had that interest. So they took classes and, you know, were able to uh, gather that information again.
0: Okay. And... I mean, and and I think it's very interesting because, I mean, I've been to Casadega myself. I live down in Miami, so I've been to Casadega a couple of times and everything. But it's, to me, it's fascinating that you went, you got the reading, and you felt such a calling that you actually pursued it. But some people, sometimes people will say exactly like what you said, oh, I'd like to do what that person's doing. But that's as far as it goes. They don't, they really don't go to the next step and beyond. Um did anything happen to propel you along that, or was it that that you found a mentor? How did that come about? Well, I was so impressed with her that uh, she
1: was a pretty well known medium at that time in Orlando, and I said, "I'd like to come to classes, so I started coming coming to her classes oh. and uh, eventually had training in uh, in Casadega. That was where most of my training was.
0: Okay. All right, so, okay, luckily then, and she was offering classes, in other words, that she was, that there was a place for you to go to 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 start learning. And it sounds almost like what you're describing is that once you start taking the classes, you were able to develop or train an ability you already had to begin with. But before that, maybe it was a little bit unstructured.
1: I don't well, you know it's really kind of funny because um I feel now in retrospect mm-hmm. that everything in my life was leading me to when I came to casadega okay, and uh I point that out in my upcoming book, which is going to be released in november, okay, and it's it's really kind of amazing when I sat down to write this book, and I thought, my goodness, everything is leading me to this one place and time of Casadega. Wow. And it it, it all pointed to that, because I certainly did not have anything in in my childhood, and my adulthood with ex-husbands kind of was prepping me for what was coming. It exposed me to things. And I'm a Pisces, so I was very open to everything. Mm -hmm. And all these different events that happened in my life, like uh, one ex-husband talked to his grandfather, and his grandfather would visit him and told him he was going to marry me. And and various things, you know, and oh, his wow. stepfather talked to his mother and I mean, it was so many things I was exposed to that by the time I guess I got to this woman who gave me a reading, I was like, wow, yeah, of course, you right. know, I want to do what she does.
0: Right. Yeah. But you only see that in hindsight, I guess, is when you look back and oh, yeah. you, you see that, you know, where there's like a chain where one event or uh, leads to another. And even though exactly. it sounds like, yeah, this was happening to another person, but it was happening to a person that was in your orbit, you know, obviously a husband. So, Right, right, yes. And let me ask you, when your husband was telling you about this, did you believe him? What was your experience, you being uh, an observer, what he was describing that was happening with him?
1: Oh, I totally believed it. Okay. I mean there was no doubt in my mind. I mean I was a sponge, you know, I was totally soaking it in and I believed everything. And it just kept on going. It just kept coming to me. And the more they came, the more I believed and so by the time I got to that reading I
0: was like, Yeah, come
1: on, give okay. it to me. I wanna do it. Right.
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah, that that um uh... In other words, this wasn't like something totally foreign or alien to you that you were like, I don't know, I have to process this. You had been processing it already for years.
1: Yeah. on some level, yes, yes.
0: So here you go. You, you, you started taking the classes. You're developing. And and, you, and, and I'm going to ask you, because some people, they go that far, but then they never go further. And obviously, you went as far as being ordained. And i like everything else, at some point the training wheels have to come off and then you're doing it on your own. Um, yes. How was that for you as far as confirming the decision you made or did along the line, did you ever have any doubts if this was the right thing for you while it was happening? Well, I have to tell you, when I went to
1: two classes with this lady mm-hmm. and in the second class that I attended, uh, we were in meditation. And what I saw very clearly was a woman with long brown hair, obviously in pain, and in a hospital bed. The next scene was the same woman lying in a white coffin, dressed in white, with white candles all around the coffin's edge in a very dark room. And then fleetingly, I saw the Grim Reaper. What a meditation to have. Yeah. Okay? Okay? All right. Three days later, <laughs> it was Good Friday. I was the passenger in a vehicle, and we had a bad accident, and I ended up being the woman that I had seen in my meditation in pain in the hospital bed. So oh. I basically had foreseen my potential to pass from this world into the next.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yes. So that was quite um
0: So you were <laughs> seeing this, but at the same time, you're kind of like not getting alarmed because to you, it's like, you. first of all, yeah, obviously didn't you know. didn't recognize it as yourself yeah. or that it was actually a premonition. It was more like, okay, I'm seeing something. Who does this belong to? Or is it even valid? Wow. Right?
1: Yeah. It was only in the second class. So I didn't know what this was. It didn't make any sense, but I did have long brown hair, and um, you know, if I I I can still see it in my mind. It never has left, and uh, somehow it just it resonated with me. Yes, so uh, a lot of not so nice things happened after that because I was very injured physically, mentally, emotionally. I was pretty messed up for a while. And the guy who was I was dating and who was driving decided to dump me. I guess guilt, you know, and um, so yeah, you're like yeah whoopee. Uh, So I was very depressed, and my roommate said, "Well, I'm going to classes in Casadego. Why don't you come with me?" And I did because I needed some relief i needed to heal myself and everything Mm -hmm. i was doing wasn't working silver mind control i mean i was trying all sorts of things but nothing was really working so i went to casadega and took classes and i jokingly say i never left (laughs) (laughs) you know because that's when i started training that was 1980 so i started training and i became certified as a medium and ordained as a
0: minister. Now, let me ask something, Janie. Do you think that that little exposure that you had right before you had the accident, that that was happenstance or that was something that needed for you for you to be involved in right before you had that accident? So an almost, uh, for lack of a better word, you having that vision confirmed for you how much Definitely. there was out there that you really didn't understand? And then of course you have the accident but because of that initial contact you had do you think that had anything to do with you later on going on and becoming becoming a reverend
1: well i think it all was interlinked i you know it was all part of my path Mm -hmm. to bring me to where i am because i ended up writing 12 books you know i'm published through llewellyn and they're the biggest and best with the new age and yes. psychic things and so forth so and i have a I slide here with some of the covers reading. of some of your books
0: i'm
1: sorry I, I, no Say i have that a again. slide
0: with some of the covers of some of your books showing it so that the people will be yeah. able to see it so yeah okay. it's um that definitely yeah. it it was
1: you know and i think yeah i think that accident was just part of the stepping stones and i think it was A healing and uh, Mm -hmm. that was to come later and you know it was all meant to be everything happens for a reason and it was just part of it to bring me to Casadega I think my ex-husbands were meant to bring me to Casadega and you know it all evolved into Casadega it's the weirdest thing (laughs) All,
0: all roads lead to Casadega
1: yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Not well, really, but
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> right. And it makes you wonder, you know, I mean, if you want to look at it, I, something good came out of that bad experience. You know. Yes, hopefully you would think, it, well, spirit. why I wish I could have gotten to Castilleago without the accident. But still, who knows maybe what your where you would have gone without that accident at, you know, despite you having started taking those classes, but you really can't never tell about that. But bottom line you know, it's but- you know, even though I think we have free choice, I think there's also a a a a certain amount of maybe what predestination or things that we're meant that we're meant to experience one way or another. Yeah.
1: Yes, I believe that.
0: Yes. So um you what happened? You started taking classes and what at at some point what you moved to Casadega and you started then giving readings yourself there from Casadega?
1: Yes. Uh eventually I did move to Casadega. Lived there for numerous years till I got married and moved into Deland, okay. and eventually moved back into Casadega and back to Deland, which is only like ten miles away. So, right. but I, you know, I still have property in Casadega in my office and so forth. So, uh, it's been kind of in and out of Casadega.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know, it's a very old community, very old buildings. And sometimes you might want something a little more modern. But the housing there is really cute, some of them anyway. Uh And some of the the house I had was uh, very adorable. And I still have the house, and my office is there. And uh, it has a special significance, um, an ambiance to be in Casadega because
0: it is so old, and it's like stepping back in time. And, well, the thing about the old houses, sometimes people don't realize, because the house I live in is 100 years old, that even when you modernize it, what, the older structures, they always have sometimes, some, like you said, some challenging things that happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like you said, And when you have a newer house, you don't have to worry about those things. As in, like, exactly. like what I told you about, that your well dries up on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, one of the... One of the books that you wrote was The Path to Mediumship. And let me ask you if you could explain it. being psychic versus being a medium. Is there a difference between one thing and the other? Well, everybody is psychic, mm-hmm. you know,
1: to a certain extent. Some people, obviously, more so than others. Okay. But it's simply like the phone rings. And you know it's your sister on the other end, and you haven't talked to her in weeks, And but you just know it's her. Okay. Um, and and knowing your child is in danger in at school or something and fell, right. and then the school calls, I mean, that's a psychic connection. It's like an information bank out there, and you're just suddenly getting a ray of light into you connecting you to it, and you know something. Uh, so, everybody has that ability. The okay. idea of being a medium, though, is you are able to see, feel, hear, sense somehow the spirit world. Okay. And uh, not every psychic is able to do that, okay. but every medium is able to be a
0: psychic. Okay. I understand. Right. You can be a psychic and not be a medium but if you're a medium you are a psychic as well. Yes. Okay. And um, because I I know that a lot of people you know there's the Hollywood version of uh, psychic mediums such as you know when they used to have the Ghost Whisperer and all these shows and I don't know is it really like that because I don't think it is you know because they make it I think sometimes they make it um too I, I don't know it just it doesn't seem is it that way you tell me well i think the movies
1: tv so forth they sensationalize things or people wouldn't watch the show
0: right exactly. it's got to
1: be interesting and keep moving and so forth exactly and um uh, you know, I, I love those shows. I mean, oh, they're yeah. really fun to watch, but they yes. are a little out there. They're a little overdone, and uh, no, our lives are not quite that
0: obvious.
1: You know, <laughs> you're not uh, solving
0: and, you're not solving unsolved mysteries and cold cases like they did in some of these shows all the time. Yeah, okay.
1: definitely not. All right. and I I, I mean, y- you have to be a little careful with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. because people get too enamored, I guess would be a good word to use.
0: Right.
1: And uh, and we're normal people. Mediums are normal. Right. Just like anybody else, you wouldn't know the difference mm-hmm. passing them in the grocery aisle and so right. forth. So, uh, and no, they're not seeing spirits running around the grocery (laughs) store, you know, and going boo or whatever. Right. That everywhere Uh, you look, it's that that person. Okay. Yeah. And some people are open a lot and see more things than others. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you're supposed to learn to turn it on and turn it off. Okay. So you're not bombarded because that would be very uncomfortable. I turn it on, I turn it off. And when it's off, it's off, unless there's an emergency and Mm -hmm. somebody in spirit's going to push me out of the way or something. You know, it's a little different. But generally speaking, we don't all run around with our antenna up and, you know, and trying to see what's going on 100% of the day. You know, it's ridiculous. We don't do that. Nobody does that. I don't think the... um, Long Island Medium does that either, frankly. Oh, I think, you know, know. if she does, she's really got a problem.
0: I don't know. This is my personal opinion, and I know everybody thinks of it. I think she's likable, but at the same time, I sometimes think, and I I know what you mean about it as far as shows being, you know, making them, you know, a little bit sensationalized to keep their viewers interested. Mm -hmm. But I can't sure. see going up to somebody that doesn't know anything and start to give them a reading, especially about somebody that's departed. Because I don't think that okay. everybody's ready for that. Especially- Well,
1: yeah, there are two points on that. Number one, I don't think that really happens. I think they pre-screen them- Right, yeah. To make sure they want to hear from her. Mm-hmm. Because the possibility is, if that was the way it's being shown, she would go up to somebody and they'd slap her or throw a watermelon <laughs> yeah. at her. I mean, get away from me, you know. That's I mean, a... they don't want to hear that all the time, you know. Exactly. Some people are scared of it. Yes. So uh, they have to pre-screen those people. I mean, right. And, and, and you know you what, know. depending
0: on also the relationship with that person, supposedly that she's communicating with, some people are not ready to have that conversation, especially with a camera, uh, camera person filming it is like, of course
1: you know it's it's uh no people some people are very private people they don't want that on tv i mean this is all pre-done before they ever go up and film somebody it has to be
0: Mm -hmm. and let me ask something Janie. when you say being a medium do you have is it like what you know when you're meditating that you said you had that vision or is it that actually the spirit of that person uh is, uses your body to communicate how does that work
1: um it's a little
0: of both okay. in a manner
1: of speaking uh, if a spirit is going to come through to you um, under normal circumstances you are prepared mm-hmm. and you're open for that communication so in that respect your body is being used okay not like i'm channeling exactly
0: right because i know you see sometimes these well mediums or psychics that uh, sometimes they actually feel like the symptoms let's say if if that person had a certain illness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or if they died a certain way they kind of like feel it uh, yeah,
1: well, that can happen psychically as well.
0: Oh, okay. You know,
1: that people could uh, feel something in their body that they're, um, that the spirit is experiencing. So, okay. you know, sometimes mediumship and psychic kind of blend, you know, a little bit. It's You know, you ha- it's hard to differentiate between the two sometimes. Okay.
0: And I know you have another book. Uh, nonfiction which is messages from the spirit and usually I mean I imagine when people let's say come to you for a reading um and let's say they want to communicate with a certain person that's passed on um yep. is it always I mean do you all are you always able to reach that person or? How does that work when somebody says, I'm hoping to communicate with a specific person?
1: That is a really good question. (laughs) So, (laughs) Really, there are people, mediums, who will say to you, if you call and say, I want to communicate with my daddy, Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know, okay, come on, honey, come on over, and we'll do that. Okay. there is no guarantee that any medium can communicate with your relatives. It's just like um, uh, people on earth. Okay. You know, you get along with some people and you blend, and mm-hmm. some people you mm-hmm. don't. Okay. So any given medium may or may not be able to communicate with your father, you know, right. whatever. Yep. And, uh, and either they can or they can't. And I find it very offensive when people promise, oh, yeah, no problem, you know, we'll bring them through. Okay. Oh, no, you can't guarantee that. That's impossible to legitimately do it. You right. know, so it's always yeah. wise, if you're a medium, to say, you know, we'll try. I can't guarantee it, but we'll see what comes through. And, uh, you know, yeah. the funny thing, too, is,
0: Sometimes Daddy doesn't want to come through to the water. I was water. about to say. I was about to say that. I'm thinking to myself, yeah. what if Dad's passed on and he's having a good old time wherever he's at, and he's like, "You again? What? Hello? Yeah, I'm exactly. doing my thing here. I mean, he might be busy.
1: You know, I mean, just because you want to communicate right. doesn't mean he wants to. Maybe he doesn't like you so much as you like yes. him. You know, I mean, you just never know. Yes. So you can't, it. And, and another time, maybe the communication would be fine. But right. that particular time, not so much. Right. You just, so you cannot guarantee to somebody, uh-huh. oh yeah, daddy will come through. Right. You know, that's not good.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I don't know, I'm sure I, you tell me, have you ever had experiences with people who uh, want the guidance from either one or certain family members or whoever whatever about mm-hmm. in other words that instead of making their decisions because hey at the end of the day you're alive and they've died and you've got to make decisions they're almost afraid they still want to like communicate and get the okay or a blessing like in other words they're dependent too much on this um communication with somebody that's just passed on and they're kind of like maybe unwilling to accept they have to stand on their own two feet have you ever come run across anything like that actually no really um
1: normally it's just a question of how are they or anything they want to say to them at all will be great Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing but uh, generally speaking no they're not really looking for their so much approval i i have not run
0: across that I was thinking more like, you know, some people when they're, you know, whether it's the husband or a parent or parents, where, um, in other words, they're, they I guess what I'm, I'm, that they still want to keep that type of relationship, but they can't because you're alive and that person has passed on. And as much as you would right. like for them to be alive and be a part of your life, you know, that, that possibility is not there anymore so it's kind of unhealthy actually,
1: exactly exactly yeah
0: where yeah. they just they're, they're they they do not ever accept the part of you know how they say all the different stages of grief and one of them so, yeah. that you come to is the acceptance part where you know depending on your beliefs at least for the time being this person yeah is not part of your everyday reality
1: yeah, I would. Ha- if that happened, I would have to encourage them to move on. You know, yes. bless them and so forth. And but you need to move on and allow them to move on because sometimes people on the earth can be holding back their loved one by clinging to them too much
0: too. Let me ask you now. I would like for you to talk about that. Because I understand, especially when somebody's grieving like a recent death where, you know, it's understandable that that person, also depending on the circumstances and who the person was, they want that person to be there with them. But um, what you just said, is there a point where they're holding that spirit from going to where they're supposed to be going?
1: Yeah, most definitely. And gosh, they really need to not hold them back, period, from day one. But, of course, they're going to be grieving for the Mm -hmm. person, and that's understandable, but after, well, let's say three months. Okay. I mean, that's not a definitive, but, I mean, the spirit has to move on. And sometimes people don't understand that when they're, clinging and crying and upset and everything that they're really holding back the spirit from evolving. And uh, if they come for reading at that point, usually they're too emotional for it to be really a good communication to begin with because the spirit's all messed up, you know, Mm -hmm. from all this emotional entanglement and in a case like that i do tell them you need to let them go because they need to move on and you're back because i imagine what that spirit wants to console
0: them somehow or is like
1: well they may want to console them but i think that's kind of the least of their concern they're Mm -hmm. more inclined to be moving forward right you know yeah i love you honey but you know it's so great over here Mm -hmm. and i'm being compelled to move on and this is what i have to do and you keep pulling me back you know let go Um, exactly you know so it's it doesn't sound nice in a way but but no i can I, i i
0: totally understand though how um yeah it's yeah yeah, one person's They've in pain and the up. other one's ready to go on to whatever is waiting for them. And
1: Yeah, no. exactly. And you just can't keep hanging on because it harms them. Oh, of
0: course, I can imagine if, you know, especially if, um, yeah, like I said, that, the consoling is like if somebody's saying, you know, always like wanting that person or calling out for that person, you know, the emotional ties, it's, a difficult thing now let me ask you Janie. have you ever had it i know people usually go to you for readings have you ever had it where you have a spirit that comes to you because they want to communicate with somebody left behind but you know because that you have this ability to communicate that it works the other way around
1: You mean the spirit is coming, but they aren't coming. Right, exactly. In other words, it's instead of the live person spirit. coming to
0: you, uh, wanting to communicate, it's, you get a, a dead person or the spirit of a person that's passed on comes to you.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. I've had that happen. Okay. Um, because um, I did spirit guide drawings, you know, in pastels oh, for okay. people. So sometimes when I'm trying to get the spirit guide, a spirit in general will come through and want to make their presence known. Okay. And I I can't go on because they keep coming in, and I, I'm inundated with them. And I'll finally have to say, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I've got a spirit here, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, uh-huh. you know. And, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's whoever. Okay. i right. okay, well, they're trying to come in. And they're not going to let this go, and I'm not going to be able to go forward with your guide till we get rid of this spirit.
0: (laughs) Let me ask. You know that I'm sure you've seen that movie Ghost that came out, and you know that there's a scene with Whoopi Goldberg where she's finally owning her things, and she's got a room, and all the spirits are there trying to elbow each other out of the way because they want to be the ones to like communicate. Yes. You know, like exactly. Because hey, she can actually see and hear them, or hear them, and they're like it's my turn (laughs) right exactly (laughs) right yeah that's that's why i was thinking you know some of them if they have some messages like everybody wants to go be at the front of the line
1: (laughs) yeah and then i've had other times where i'm doing a group session Mm -hmm. with say three sisters and um, they're hoping that some relative will come through and Sometimes they do okay. sometimes they don't you know, right. but then you know, and then all of a sudden I've got somebody rather coming in, and they're and they're like, "Why is he coming in? <laughs> I don't know you know? <laughs> exactly it, it's like you know it's like a light goes off up in there and and all of a sudden they've got a channel to come in, and they're taking advantage.
0: Here right. they are,
1: oh exactly. okay. Well, I hadn't thought of him in years. You know?
0: But do you know what? But, you know. It's almost though at the same time, it almost like lends validity in a way because the person that comes through is not the person that they want or even thinking of. Right. But still oh, they come no. through and I imagine what, they give you some type of information so that they understand who it is, either a name or something about themselves. Yeah. That
1: Well, let me tell you something really weird. I had three ladies in front of me, and we uh, was seeing, you know, who was around, and I'm describing this young man on a motorcycle and on and on, you know, and they're looking at me, and they're not identifying at all with this spirit, so I'm like, well, take it with you, it may occur to you, because uh-huh. you can't think of everybody you've ever known In your whole life, who's on the other side, right? Right. And then it suddenly dawned on this woman, oh, wait a minute. It was like three, four days before that, she had seen an accident where this young man had died on a motorcycle. Wow. And apparently, he decided to come along with her.
0: Oh, you're kidding.
1: Right? I know. And I mean, she sure wasn't expecting him, but there he was.
0: So you never that know. That is so interesting <laughs> because you always, everybody wants to make a connection with family or friends, somebody that they know.
1: Yeah. Well, you never know. I always tell everybody, everybody from your first grade teacher and anyone you've ever met could come through.
0: <laughs> right. It doesn't you have know, to be recent to or or uh, well-known or expected <laughs> in other words.
1: Yeah. It's up to them, it isn't up to me, it's not up to the client, it's whatever spirit wants to come through, and believe me,
0: some really off the wall people will come through sometimes. <laughs> Let me ask something, Jane, before we get on to, because I want to ask you about your fiction books, but before we get there, is there, what is the difference is between, let's say, some is, as far as, let's say, what we think of as ghosts, you know? Is it is it spirits that are trapped and just don't understand they're dead versus somebody that's died and they under they're aware in other words they go where they're supposed to go. What what's what is a it that you found people,
1: out? Well, a spirit is able to cross between, you okay. know, from whatever they're doing in life mm-hmm. on the other side. Your grandfather doing whatever, right, and being able to come in at times. Uh, just because they come in doesn't mean that they're earthbound or something. Okay. Um, and some people believe that the ghosts in particular are earthbound. Mm-hmm. And I've read some things where it's also like an energy that is left behind. Right. And I don't know. You know, I, that's really a hard one for me to give you an honest answer because uh-huh. i would have said normally that a ghost would be somebody earthbound right but i also think that's really kind of sad yeah i think that that poor woman say up there on the balcony has been there since 1840 mourning <laughs> the loss of her lover who went on a ship and drowned
0: you right know? that she's forever uh, waiting for his ship to come home yeah
1: yeah, and that's what they always say uh, is the situation. So I think there's a little more to that than just that because that just doesn't sound like a um, logical explanation. Right. And granted, I can understand their energy being left behind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like um, there's just that thing that's there. Correct. and people just keep building up on that idea and thoughts or things so it's like you've created this ghost so to speak right and, uh, and so,
0: in what they call kind know, of like a residual it's maybe the imprint yes. or the feeling or i imagine exactly. it's like exactly. any place where we have heavy emotion yeah i mean
1: that energy is left behind yeah so yeah, you know, it, residual energy is about what it is,
0: exactly. And let me ask you, you considering that you're such an animal lover, do you get visits from spirit animals? I have at times,
1: usually though it's my animals oh, you know, okay. that will come to me. Wow. Um, I've had it happen a few times in readings, but not that much, really. I don't know why, because I love animals, but mm-hmm. for some reason it seems like it's more my animals that come to me.
0: Okay. And that's, that's got to be very comforting. I The reason why I say that is I'm a very big animal lover, <laughs> and I tell my audience, if you ever hear like a weird noise, it's probably one of my animals, one of the birds, my <laughs> dogs, whatever, because you can't control animals. Oh, I can animals. hear your bird, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's a weird. Weird noise. I'm sorry. That's just that's that is what it is. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that yeah, I understand what you're saying as far as um the I think that the ties that we have with our animals, you know, that they've done the studies how animals, let's say a dog will know when their owner is going to come home and it's and they've done it where it's not because they either smell or hear a car or whatever mode of transportation. They've done studies where they found the animal is aware, let's say when the person's, you know, coming home, and they've even done it where the person will come home at different hours. So, you know, to take out the, uh well, the animal knows that this is around the time, even though there you're talking about the animal knows how to tell time, that you would come home. And they find that animals are aware of that. In other words, they have that, psychic ability if you want to call it that or that presentiment of knowing when their owner is coming home, oh, sure. it home. they'll act a certain way animals are just amazing and especially with cats I mean, too they say uh, cats do that all the time yeah i've got five cats <laughs> then what they were three talking, dogs. i was they were talking and i thought this was fascinating they said that Cats are known for knowing when they're going to go to the veterinarian and disappearing. (laughs) And they can't be found. And they say that they've tried everything, like not even talking, that some vets have even gotten to the point that if the cat's coming in, if it's a cat appointment, it's like, don't worry about the appointment. Just show up. (laughs) First come, first serve, because (laughs) so many people... um, they, as a matter of fact, I think the test was they took in a certain area. They they found uh, sixty-five veterinarians, and they all called them and asked them the same question about their experiences with cat appointments or cat owners.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And all of them, all of them, said the same thing: that people would make appointments and then they couldn't come in because their cats had disappeared. Like make like they kind of like nowhere to be found. Yep, I've got one of those. You got one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she hadn't been to the vet in quite a while. <laughs> well yeah, and we it's like and, and then you think to yourself, How would they know about something like that? <laughs> I know. It's amazing. But um yeah. That's one of the things that, that uh you know, that's what you were talking about being psychic. I think us humans aren't the only ones that have that ability up to some extent.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah, one of my Chihuahuas Oh, my goodness, every month we get out the the liquid medicine for the fleas and ticks, you know, Oh. It's a, and the smell of it, you know, she doesn't want it on her. Uh-huh. And all my husband has to do is go near the drawer, it's and like, Ooh. pull it open,
0: and she's gone. <laughs> it's so she good. knows automatically. Yeah, I have a little, little chihuahua. She's my oldest girl, and I've taken her everywhere with me. She's so small. I've got, I mean, I have pictures in front of the White House. I have pictures in Times Square with her little head hanging out of my shoulder bag I have for her. And, um, yeah, and I have another Chihuahua mix. So, yeah, I know how some of them, uh, and it's really funny because most of them, it's like I have an entourage. They follow me all over the place. But (laughs) they all associate that I give them a bath in my bathroom. And that's like no man's land, you know. Oh. That's the one where they'll look at me from the door, just in case that happens to be the one day that <laughs> <laughs> that I drag them in there. <laughs> oh gosh! But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, they got they all got their personality and they yeah, do. I,
1: My goodness, yes. yes.
0: So anyway, but getting on, you've also besides nonfiction books about uh, being a medium, mediumship, etc. You've also have a series of fictionalized books based out of Casadega is that right yes yes they're murder mysteries oh all set in Casadega (laughs) I love those yeah I see I'm looking at one walking behind the moon and what is it this is uh, the setting that you have for the for the main character of the books
1: yes Uh, yes Chloe is the main character okay and um she is reincarnated from the Salem witch trials oh, and wow. she's actually a reincarnation of Rebecca Nurse <gasps> and who actually did live and is a very distant relative of my husband wow. so i i for years i wanted to write something so i connected her to the Salem witch trials and okay. she inherits a bookstore in Casadega and all those people are associated with the Salem witch trials as well okay. and uh, you know there's the murder, and so forth and so on okay. and uh, yeah I did a whole series of four books
0: and that was fun <laughs> well let me ask you does your heroine have psychic abilities
1: Oh yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> of course,
0: she had to. <laughs> okay, as I thought, I was going go, Come on, you can't put her in Cassidy and not give her some psychic abilities. Oh yeah, well,
1: everything in the in all the books, there's a lot of psychic elements going on, mm-hmm. and um, you know there are mediums, and well, one medium is Nightingale, who's the best friend of the heroine, and she has some interesting things that happen, and yeah it's all um um well it's not based on truth but the psychics the psychic kind of stuff is true it can happen or has (laughs) okay
0: right well uh you know what i think and it's really funny because you know some people say um you know like for example that police sometimes use psychics and some of them are out there, but a lot of them use them, but they 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 keep it on the down low because kind of like they don't want to be exposed, you know, that, hey, we, we needed a psychic to come and help us solve this crime. But then I'm thinking of the flip side, that if psychics really was proven, could see it, I'm thinking, God, I wonder if there would be. The murderers who are thinking, i got to do away with this psychic because she's going to see who I am. I mean, it's like, it's almost like, yeah, keep on believing that psychics can't, uh, can't really help the police. Because um, I imagine that if it ever became concrete, that they were probably like, you know that thing about leaving no witness behind? Well, what about oh, yeah. the kind that sees you even if they weren't there? Wow.
1: Yeah. Well... I have not really messed much into police work because I don't need to do that. Well, no, I don't you need know to what? get myself in danger, you
0: know. You know what, <laughs> the other day I was talking to a guest who um, she wrote a book, but she had to do with, you know, the, um, you know, these groups that work with the, uh, you know, when they find skeletal remains or unidentified victims, and sometimes it's years and years and years have gone by and they try to like, you know. In other words, the police have long ago like said, hey, this is a cold, cold, cold case. So they have the time and they work on trying to piece together who the identity of this person is. And um, I think sometimes in situations like that, I I, I can't see why a medium would be great to be used on stuff like that, especially when they don't even have a name sometimes to go on. You know, they're like totally baffled as to. You know, that's really where the problem comes in. You know, sometimes, sometimes, it doesn't even sometimes have to be a murder. Sometimes it's just uh, remains that are found and whether the person, you know, how they passed away, but they just, they're never be, they're never identified. And um, and some of them, I imagine, some of them, they go back a lot of years that you're thinking if somebody, if whoever did this is probably dead themselves. But yeah, sometimes everybody thinks of psychics just working in like, real time but i'm thinking oh one of the things was that i was surprised she says oh about forty thousand people a year like turn up that they don't know under those circumstances that the remains whether they're fresh or old they don't know who they are you know and i know that sometimes they they become cold cases and i was thinking man this this they should have a, a a a psychic squad just for stuff like this yeah, Psychic Squad. That's a good name. Yeah, I like it's that. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, like you know, this is is at this point, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, and and of course, in in a, in a perfect world, you know, you're it's not only are you going to identify the person, but you know, you're going to find out. Let's say, in an instance of where it was a murder, the identity. but I'm thinking to myself, forget even finding out who murdered them, if that was the case. I think that just being able to give a name to that person and maybe letting their family know, I think that right there is the majority of of what's important, even though everybody likes justice. But um, I think that for, um, you know, just not having, basically being nameless and uh, letting the family know what happened to them. But, uh, yeah, the Psychic Squad, I think that, you know, you know how they have all these shows about these cold cases that uh, they have certain uh, teams that they put together from police for cold cases. I think they yeah. need to do that for psychics. <laughs> I, do a like to go book like that. Do a book like that, Janie.
1: You need to tell a producer that. <laughs> that would be a
0: good idea, a good show. No, why, don't, <laughs> why don't you write a book about that? Base it out of Casadega. <laughs> you know believe me there's enough we have enough stuff going on here in the sunshine state god because every once in a while some of the things that happen here you never see them anywhere else especially when it comes to murder (laughs) mysteries and things like that it's like what yeah oh yeah definitely yeah yeah well you you know were you raised here in florida or did you move over here after as as an adult or i mean i know it sounds like you've been in um... florida for many 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 years I came to Florida in '79. Oh my God! Yeah, you're just like a
1: native. So I, I'm practically a native. Yes, but no, yes. I was born in Washington D.C. Okay. Uh, lived in Ohio, and then from Ohio, I came to Orlando. Okay. And now I'm okay. in the land.
0: Right, but you've been here long enough to know what I'm talking about. As far as some of the yeah. usual things, that you, it's only in Florida. It's like, oh my God, Florida, but makes the headlines, but the wrong way. It's like, oh. <laughs>
1: oh i know it's like oh no it's like an embarrassment <laughs> yeah i know
0: it's like okay oh. florida cookie state i know i know <laughs> it, it's like yeah i've had enough of that oh. like i said um after a while it's like yeah we make the headlines but for the wrong reason sometimes and um, that's the so, truth <laughs> so this this book that you have coming out in november what is that book about Okay. Uh it is spirit messages, mm-hmm. inspiring
1: stories about mediumship and experiences from the other side. That is the title. Wow. Long title. I I that wasn't the title I gave them, but that's the one they came up with. Okay. But um basically the book is about my life. It, and oh. they actually asked me to write it because they didn't have a book mm-hmm. written by a medium about their life they had psychics but not a medium okay so the it's a collection of my personal experiences with the unseen side of life and and like i said early on about how my life led me to casadega it tells how the whole story of how i ended up in casadega and becoming a writer and all that and i also talk about the different experiences i've had through my life and with the spirit world you know it involved into really a personal journey of growth for me as I wrote the book too and uh, so I I even decided well gee you know I did a little ghost hunting and put that in there and I grew in my knowledge and was exposed to new understandings of maybe what I previously had feared and didn't appreciate Mm -hmm. you know Learned and you know, so it was a lot of fun writing the book, and especially getting some more research. I went to St. Augustine to research and got pushed by a ghost. That was fun. Where at? And at I the fort? Oh, where? Where
0: did that happen at? Where did you get pushed at? At St. Augustine.
1: Oh gosh, that was. Um, when I was staying at the Saint Francis Inn. Oh, you stayed Saint at the George Saint Francis. Street. Whoa. Oh, are you familiar
0: with it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very haunted. Because I know she's got the they've in... got the servant girl and I mean they've got a couple of the ones that disappear. Yes. 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 Staying in Lily's room and that's oh. the
1: room and that's one i stayed in but when i would and the lights went out uh, around the bed the sconces you know and turn it back on it went out again i finally left it out i mean it was like forget it you know they're going to keep turning it out
2: Uh but
1: i was walking back i had a girlfriend with me and we were walking down the sidewalk and i came around um this um uh telephone pole And all of a sudden, I felt myself falling over, leaning to the left. I hadn't stumbled, tripped. I didn't do anything. Right, right. But I realized I was leaning. And so I tried to, you know, catch myself. And I ended up raising my arm up. And I kind of you know, stripped away a bunch of skin on the coquina wall Ooh. and uh, twisted in the air and fell down on my back and rolled, and it was <laughs> interesting. Anyway, I was all messed up, this big bloody mess, and my knee and my arm and, uh-huh. you know. But after I got home, I'm looking through this tourist book. Don't you know I find a story about this little girl with her parents walking down the street same street within about a block or two of where i was and suddenly the spirit came and pushed her and she kept telling her parents i was pushed i was pushed and the father had seen the spirit it was a man running and and she had did not scuff her toes her sandals nothing and she banged up her knees and I'm like, holy cow. So yeah. then I start asking a few mediums, and they said, oh, you were pushed. Yeah, you were definitely pushed. You know, and I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. You know, I couldn't believe it. Well, but I got pushed by a spirit in St.
0: Augustine. And you, and you know what? <laughs> it was amazing. A lot of people, and, and and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, everybody, and like you said, the St. Francis, certain places, You know, are known to be haunted and they Mm -hmm. even have, you know, identified who the spirits are. I mean, I've gone to St. Augustine a bunch of times, but I remember one time, you know, the Tolomato Cemetery, which is that old, old cemetery, which it's gated. It's got that iron gate. And I remember one time I was there. This was about maybe seven, eight years ago. And I remember we were walking because, you know, that's, that's that's one of the best things I like about St. Augustine is just great to walk around but it was already nightfall. And um, I remember going by there and taking a few pictures, you know, looking, it was already closed, you know, they had it closed and everything. And Janie, I'm not kidding you. The next day I got so sick, but this is the thing. And a lot of people say, oh, I mean, one thing is sick. First of all, I felt great. I felt fine. The next day I got sick, but like, Oh, well, not like only when you have a cold, but you know, when your whole body is like sick. I was like that for like two or three months. That's the longest I'd been sick. Because, you know, sometimes you'll go Good. through a, when you get sick, you'll go to maybe three, four days and then you get better. Oh, yeah. And then I started to think about it. I was like, what happened? I mean, I cut short my outing. I, I came back home because I felt so bad. And I'm thinking, you know, I said, you know what, Marlene, here you are. You're just, Looking in through the, you know, cemetery and you're taking these pictures and you're not thinking about it. But a lot of those people that were interred there, because that's the old, old cemetery. A lot of these people passed away from a lot of diseases like, you know, yellow fever and things like that, that, you know, people don't pass away from any anymore. And maybe somebody liked just put it on you like that. Here you are just standing outside the gate. But I'm telling you, I've never forgotten it. And my imagination is good, but at the same time, I have a pretty high standard as far as, you know, attributing something to, you know, a spiritual source or a supernatural source. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah,
1: you don't exaggerate No,
0: it. absolutely not. But I felt, I, I went from feeling perfect, great, to the next day, I was like, oh my God, I felt so horrible. And it wasn't like, oh, it was a stuff like, you know, food poisoning. It was like. You know when your body is like I just want to like your hair hurts. I just felt so bad. And um I still I part part of me wants to believe that that was some type of effect from being that night at uh, in front of the Tolomato Cemetery. And wow. um just because of, and how long I was that I felt like that. I want to say it was almost like 2 months for me to totally pull out of it energy-wise and you know like that you feel like okay I can you know my my energy was like Rrr so i i I, a lot of things well it's a really old city you know in st augustine and i mean for all the shops and stuff a lot of things happen and even though they have those tours i i tell people you know what for all the things that are publicized about certain places there's a lot of things and deeds that nobody ever talked about or knows about that but that doesn't mean it didn't happen and like you said that imprint Mm -hmm. sometimes especially if it was something very um emotional it, right. It's there. It's there imprinted. It's just that you know we see what we want to see. In other words, but yeah. um, so anyway, you, you you this is part of what you included in this book that that's going to be coming out in November, right? Oh yes, yes. Okay. I sure did.
1: Yeah, and that night too, I was laying um, on my uh, back because I couldn't lay on my side because my arm was, was right. hurt. Right. And my legs, my feet were vibrating in the middle of the night. I don't mean tingling. They were vibrating. The bed was perfectly still, and my friend was sound asleep. It was just me and the vibration. So I figured I must have been getting on my feet, you know, from that nice sweet maid who passed
0: away there I was gonna say you had never had that in other words that that's not like a normal thing Not not me like a normal thing but this was this is not like a my feet don't always vibrate like what's going on don't vibrate (laughs) right (laughs) that that was different let me ask you have you have you ever had a spirit Janie come to you and give you a warning or guide you or something along those lines. In other words, not that you, you know, uncalled for that. All of a sudden, they come through and they tell you this or... Don't get on the airplane or something. Yeah, don't get on the airplane or why don't you do anything like that.
1: I have known people who have had that happen. I have not had that happen yet. Okay. I hope it does someday (laughs) to, you know, if that needs to be, but... uh... No, I have not
0: had that yet. Wow. That is, even though, I'll tell you what, that, that description that you gave of that vision that you had, even though you didn't realize that you were looking at you, I yeah. want to say in a way, it's a premonition, but it's almost like you want to think, was that a warning? Even though how could you have known what it meant per se, as far as that you were going to be in a terrible accident shortly I thereafter? Too
1: much. Yeah. I was too much of a novice. Right. I would not have, and I even said what I had seen to the group, and nobody said anything. They just were like, well, you know, right. second yeah, meditation, it's like, whoop, whoop, you know, what does she know? You know, but <laughs> it was me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, let me tell you something, that story is incredible. That is really incredible. Yeah, that is like, boy. And that was almost like urgent. I mean, let me tell you, so It's pretty graphic as far as content. It's like, check this out. I mean, there was nothing, from what you're telling me, there was nothing ambiguous about it. You know, it was something like a no. hospital bed. And that's like, what? And, and a coffin. And, and yeah. let me ask, one of the things I've heard sometimes that people, when they're trying to develop their psychic abilities, that they have kind of that Cassandra effect where sometimes all the stuff they start getting at the beginning is kind of like, Pretty bad stuff. Almost like I don't want to keep seeing all these bad things happening. Is is that accurate? As far as when yeah, pe- that
1: happens a lot to people, um, especially if they're not um, training or anything. They start getting things, and they it scares them. Mm-hmm. And basically, that is trying to get people's attention. That they have an ability and they need to develop it, basically. Um, and obviously, if it, you know, if it's something bad, you're going to pay attention. And right. remember, if it was something real nice, you'd probably forget about it. You know. Right. So yeah, that can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can. I mean, I've heard of of some people that, like you said, that they really. Ha- have not been formally trained in being psychic they just have that ability but then some of the stuff mm. they start seeing or the premonitions are kind of like either accidents or just things that are very disagreeable so they like want to shut it down like i don't want this anymore right if what i'm going to see is all these bad things happening so yeah
1: why am i seeing bad things you exactly. know i've had people ask me questions like that and you know you try to help them through it so they don't see those things I well, imagine it's just
0: like everything it's just that it's i mean think of if you think about it fear is a very high emotional state that as far as if you were going to pick up something i mean if you if i imagine if you have that ability um it's it's i'm it's difficult and I, and some of the things i think that sometimes people are afraid of it's not only witnessing it is that Maybe, they want number one, they doubt if they're accurate, or number two, they feel like, well, if now I know this, what am I going to do with this information? Can I do anything with it? Does it make a difference, or do I just get the information and that's the end of it?
1: Well, look at it this way. I went to St. Augustine.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I wanted some phenomena to write about to put in the book. Okay. Well, if I'd gotten a little push and just... (laughs) kind of tripped over to the side a little bit well right, yeah. I wouldn't have thought anything of that but yes. when I got a push fell into the wall fell down banged up my knee and my arm <laughs> yeah. uh, I paid a lot of attention to that absolutely you know, and then come to find out I'd been pushed it would right. never have made it in the book otherwise
0: <laughs> right and you, I understand what you I'm mean. not
1: yeah, because I'm not easily impressed. I mean, uh-huh. I am I still didn't believe that the first time I read it in the book, but I thought, oh, that can't be, but, oh, how come I'm finding this? This is kind of bizarre. Right. And then other things fell into place, and so it made sense. But, you know, so, yeah sometimes it's got to hurt a little to right and, and, I know, and I see what you're saying
0: if it would have been any less you would have written it off to oh I sidestepped uh you know I lost my balance uh yeah you wouldn't have said okay yeah. I got pushed but that was pretty hard to overlook which made you which led you in the direction of I need to find out if this has happened to other people yeah and exactly. uh which kind of put that stamp of yep you're pushed <laughs> yes <laughs> what street was that? Just all up by the Saint Francis? Um uh was it
1: Saint George? Let me think a second. I think Yeah, Saint George Street. Saint George Street, In I all know town. which one it mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I mean, uh, Saint Francis is on the corner of Saint George mm-hmm. and something else. I forget what that right, one is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of it. I see in my mind.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, Janie, I would like to thank you so very, very much for spending this time with me tonight. It has been wonderful. I love talking to you. And well, I look forward you. to when your book comes out in November uh, because yeah, I can't wait. You know, and uh, it's an autobiography. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, basically, it is. but you know what it sounds it's like the autobiography of a down-to-earth a real psychic you know medium you know not the 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 sensationalized version that sometimes you get on tv
1: no i'm very down to earth believe me
0: (laughs) you got to convince i am a skeptic (laughs) exactly exactly which by the way i think a lot of people overlook that and they don't realize that sometimes being psychic doesn't mean that you just take everything at face value yeah No,
1: I'm very critical and skeptical. You got to prove it to me. Don't tell me you can do something. Mm -hmm. I'm likely going to go, uh huh, right. You know, when I hear some story, not exactly. (laughs) Exactly. uh,
0: Absolutely, I I totally agree with you, hundred percent. So again, Janie, thank you so very much, darling. You have been wonderful. And like I I said, you uh, You have been wonderful. And I look forward to your book and uh, catching up. I want to read those those. you know being a floridian i I, I want to catch I want to catch those books the ones that the uh, the fiction ones that you wrote with the uh, place out of Casadega because it's just easier when you've been to the place like, hey, I know what she's talking about as far as the setting is concerned.
1: yeah, yeah well, some of the buildings are really there and mm-hmm. some are not I know, so, but still it's know. it's just the setting <laughs> in and
0: of itself, you know. yeah, okay, sweetheart, take care
1: okay thank you so much you've been a doll you too bye-bye <laughs> okay bye-bye
0: oh god ah she's a wonderful lady i'm really looking forward to that book when she comes out with it an autobiography because all her books have been um published by Llewellyn, which anybody that's familiar especially that um reads books you know they they're a are very well-known publisher of Books having to do with paranormal, whether they're fiction or nonfiction, supernatural, uh, new age, all that—they're very well recognized publisher, and she's—and um, they asked her to do that. I think that's great. And you know what? I'm—I'm always—I um, always like to see books that are truthful. Like I said, because you see all these shows. On TV, you know, well, Ghost Whisperer, Medium, and all these, you know, they, even the movies that they put out, that sometimes they make it look like you're walking around and you're continuously uh, having uh, running into dead people or like, and it's like, like she said, you know, uh, obviously with the training, but otherwise you couldn't live your life. Uh, and I mean, there's a lot of circumstances, and I think that if that was the case, you would you wouldn't be able to function because, plus, you would be physically drained uh if you were walking around trying to live your life and every half a block you get a dead person that jumps out at you wants to give you a message or wants you to whatever or you witness something and it's like okay uh you'd be uh, you'd end up in an insane asylum because living a normal life versus that doesn't you know just doesn't um i think it's exaggerated that yeah like that under certain circumstances like when she described that thing about wow that was pretty uh, amazing you know that that she has a premonition kind of of seeing a woman uh in a bed and then that other thing that was like i mean and here within a few hours basically she's involved in a serious serious accident i mean You think, was this a premonition, a warning, don't do it? Or were they trying to tell her, look, this is going to happen, but you're going to be okay? Uh, That's the thing, you know, that sometimes, and I guess that's what she talks about. When you're untrained, it's difficult sometimes, maybe if, if you've got that ability to understand what it is that they're trying to say. Unless, of course, maybe like when you're doing a reading for somebody that somebody comes to you and specifically says, I want to speak to daddy, like she said, or, or my wife that, whatever, or or grandpa, where'd you leave the will? Um, That, you know, there's, there's, uh, the boundaries, I imagine have to be very firmly established because if not, it would bleed over into your normal everyday life. And I don't think you could function. If you don't do that, and, and, and as a matter of fact, I have heard of people who have had psychic abilities that because they're not trained or understand too well what's going on, they shut it down because if they feel like, in other words, if they don't totally like shut it down, then it just rides roughshod over their life because they start seeing things or visions or warnings or feelings if they're one of these people that are sensitive and you feel at the most inappropriate times like there's no off button for them so they just whoosh, shut it totally down like I don't want to see nothing 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 because they just can't handle the the abilities they have which i imagine that's that's where the the training part is so important uh because i guess contrary to what people think of i don't think that that's you know how some people say oh, that's a curse or I don't think I think it's a gift it's a gift but like everything if you don't understand it or know how to use it it's you know you don't see the value in it but yeah and I agree with her I think we all all are all psychic some people more than other some people because they accept it and develop it others sometimes have those flashes of insight under stress or fear or you know when you've heard of people they see apparition crisis of somebody that just departed and the thing with the animals the same thing but i think we're all psychic up to a certain point especially when it's a connection with somebody that we have a relationship and you know and i think even and i've heard of this of people Having either visions or presentiments, like even with a person that might be on the other side of the world, in other words, linear distance does, doesn't does matter. Um, it's the relationship that you have with that person that dictates that bond that you have with them. Uh, when I was talking that thing about the pet, yeah, I, I was researching that and I was like, I was fascinated. I mean, I always knew it because, like I said, because I've had animals but when you see that they're testing for it that they've tried to do certain types of tests to prove that and it does bear out um that was incredible yeah i think that there's that we have all connections amongst ourselves and let's say our families or those that are close to us it could be a neighbor whoever uh and including our pets and i mean and if you want to and i know My horticulturists out there would go, yeah, Marlene, including even the plants and fauna that we have around us in our home. I think that we're all connected on some level, one way or the other. And it's almost like, you know, the spider web where you touch it on one end, but the whole thing vibrates, that there's that entanglement, that there's that connection. Even though sometimes we just don't understand what it is or how it works kind of deal. But aren't we all fascinating creatures? I think we are. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, If you're catching us on YouTube or on any of the podcast platforms, make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of when I release a new show. Uh, If you're one of my true believers, I'm still always looking for new stories. Go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Go to the Submit Your Story tab. Okay, I want to hear from you guys. Catch me on Facebook, Twitter, where I live stream. And again, I'm going to say that I've got a lot of super interesting guests. I'm already filming for Season 5 of Stories of the Supernatural, which is already going to 2019. Yay! Yes, we're already going into Season 5 of Stories of the Supernatural and um i got a lot of great ideas a lot of great guests and things coming up okay but i always leave room for the unexpected and by that i mean either an investigation that comes my way um, that i'll participate in a field investigation i've had a lot of requests to do more shows about you know since i'm a trained hypnotherapist my degrees in mental health well not really mental health human behavior I'm a behaviorist um I've got a lot of but I always my my emphasis in hypnosis was always in alternative areas of hypnosis even though I did traditional stuff like stop smoking and weight control I I went into a stuff um past life regression uh a lot of way out there stuff so I've had a lot of requests to do some shows just about that uh so Again, guys, thank you so much for being part of my audience. You're all wonderful, and I will be seeing you very, very soon. Take care.